Welcome to the Power Women Podcast. I'm Victoria Schneps from Schneps Media, and I'm thrilled to be having our Power Woman Podcast with Rosa. Isabel Chavez has been our Power Woman of Manhattan recently and who has true power in accomplishing some great things for young people and for herself. Welcome, Rosa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I know you use Rosa Isabel Chavez. Is Isabel a special name for you? Yes, um, it actually is. I am, uh, I don't want to say orphan, <laughs> but I kind of am because I was raised by my grandmother. My mom passed away when I was a year old, and her name is Isabel. So I think that Rosa Chavez is a pretty common name. If you look it up, there's like thousands. So I always wanted to put Isabel in between to sort of stand me out and also to have her um, to remember her by and also to um, all of my accomplishments be her accomplishments as well. What a wonderful thought. And that brings me right into asking you, growing up, who influenced you to be the great success you are today? Well, the person that always comes to mind is my grandmother. So my grandmother um, was the one that basically took me in when I was a year old. Um, I want to say that because I was the baby of her baby, because her baby was 21 when she passed away. My, grand, my own mother passed away at 21 and um, I was a year old. So my grandmother uh, took me on and she raised me and she was my mom, my dad, and my grandma. She was everything to me and she still is. And everything that um, she had, she made uh, good with. And she, as they say, turned a dollar out of 15 cents <laughs> and made sure that nothing ever, um, I needed of nothing. She also had a dream to become a, a designer or some kind of seamstress. She loved to sew. So she had this uh, dream of having her own studio in her country, and that never happened. So when she saw that I had a love for fashion, she, she fueled that. She saw that I liked to design, so she would you know, take me on to these little classes so I could develop my um, design skills. She um, purchased my first sewing machine. She was so happy when I got into the high school of fashion industries. So she was the one, she was the one that formed me. And also she had a very strong faith. And um, I learned that from her as well. You know, when things get tough, you know, to just turn to your higher power and, you know, just let go and let God. So yeah, she's, she's the one. Well, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to have lost your mom at such an early age, but I guess you knew other, no other mom, but your grandma. But Isabel, how beautiful to live on in you. I, I do believe, you know, my I, my mom is, uh, I was told, is a butterfly now. So I wear a butterfly all the time uh, on as a necklace to be able to have her close to me or forever. So I think that's a treasured uh, person in your life and will be forever too. And I know that you're doing this wonderful work at this Fashion Institute High School. So tell us a little bit about the school and what you're doing and how power for one for all evolved into being an existing i guess it's a 501c3 it's, it, it, it's an education nonprofit and it was born out of uh, my own experience here at the high school of fashion industries we've been around since 1926 uh here in the same building um since 1926 and this is where fashion institute of technology started in the 1940s so a lot of people get the names mixed up, which it's, it's completely natural. Um, we are kind of like their baby sister. They're like, we're, they are older. <laughs> we're, we're their baby sister. They're our older sister. So a lot of our students actually move on to, to FIT. And FIT, um, since the 40s, moved on to the tw uh, 28th Street. That's where they are right now. And our high school remained. 
So uh, it's, it's evolved since um, it first started. We've had so many majors. We had menswear. We even had fur. We had millinery, uh, upholstery, just the whole gamut um, that had to do with needle trades because that was even the first name of the school. But then it evolved into the high school of fashion industries. So today we have three majors, which is fashion and art and business. And um, my experience when I was a student here uh, was um, it's a Title I school. It's a public school. So it's kind of like any other high school. What makes us rich is what we offer as majors. So when I came to this high school, being um, a, a student from a poverty um, home, uh, I had to work since I was uh, young. And a lot of things that I needed, I had to provide for myself. And I know that even though that was 30 years ago, because I graduated in 92, there's still students that live that same experience. They don't have the means to um, purchase the bare necessities when it comes to their art. So they may need markers or they may need a machine or they may need fabric. And um, I wanted to make sure that they did not have to go through the, the need that I went through when I was a kid. So I got um, together with a, an alumni and a good friend and the three of us formed Power of One for All because we're of the same mindset. We believe in helping um, out and assisting kids that are um, eager and we have these amazing grades and why not just reward them with that. And uh, from those small needs, we've even evolved into uh, a scholarship program for study abroad because that's something that happened to me when I was at FIT. I actually studied in Italy for a year um, and one year turned into five and I lived- What city, what city were you in? Florence. Oh, my son studied in Florence. I've visited there many times. What am I, I guess it's my favorite city in all of Italy. It's beautiful. So that just left a, a huge impression on me. And when I came back to teach, I told myself, if I can do that, um, why can't my students do that? So we started a study abroad program 10 years ago. And this will be the seventh time that our students actually go to Italy. So my nonprofit helps one student with a full scholarship to go. So yeah, that's basically- Well, I wanna know, do you go too? Yes, I do. <laughs> so I will be going this summer. And you go to Florence and how long do you stay? It's a three week program or a four week program. I usually stay the three week program. So I'll be there three weeks. Well, you know, um, I, there's a magicalness about that city because they've so carefully left it, uh, the exteriors as it was for centuries. And you really can feel the history as you walk down the streets. Oh, it's, it's such a great place to be in the art world because the great Da Vinci, I mean, I fell in love with David. I, I wrote an article called David, 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 I love you. Because that statue of David by Michelangelo's museum is, you think he's going to come to life. Amazing. Made out of, made out of stone. So your students work mostly with cloth, though. I don't think they work with stone. No, my, my personal students, I'm a fashion teacher here as well, they work with fabric. But we do have an art program, and it's an amazing program. And the kids actually do get to, you know, develop their art, their craft. And they move on to, to great art schools. How wonderful. What a great entryway to the world. And with your uh, nonprofit, how do you raise money to make the scholarship available for a student? Well, it starts very um, intimate, you know, within the school, we spread the word, uh, loved ones, a lot of my family members, my partner, um, we donate, we either do, you know, a little monthly, uh, you know, gift token, uh, we do have an account where people can just sell in money, the students themselves, uh, parents of the students, but we want to get the word out, you know, we, we do have a website, we do have um, an Instagram, we have a Facebook, we try to 
you know, make sure we have all the channels are covered. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to um, at least raise $10,000 this year to send more students to Italy because that's, again, an eye-opening experience. And they actually earn college credit by going to Italy. So it's not just kind of like a fun fair vacation. They're actually learning and they're coming back with uh, up to nine college credits to transfer into the college that they're going to after they graduate here. So that's something that I wanted them to also walk away with. So do the students come to the school? It must be very competitive because a friend of mine's daughter tried to get into FIT and she said there were like 9,000 applications for like 90 spots. This is harder than getting into Harvard. Yes, for FIT, it is a global college. It's something that I, I try to pound into my kid's head, letting them know that there's people from Japan, Egypt, um, China, everywhere. It's a global school. Everyone on this earth that knows fashion knows FIT. So it's not just us, you know, the kids in the little sister high school. It's it's everyone, everywhere. So yeah, it's highly competitive. So, and, and they tend to be a little harder on us because of course <laughs> we are the little sister and they expect much more from us. So that when they see our portfolio, they want to be blown away because New York City is our backyard. We should have amazing inspiration and amazing portfolios. Yet it's, it's interesting to know that there's kids in other countries that you know what, they just have, it's an innate thing. They come up with these beautiful portfolios and they get in. So yeah, it's highly competitive. Yes, it is. So uh, do you find that you do get a certain number of students in every year? I have, what has the flow been? Yes, we do. We actually have an advanced class, an advanced fashion class, but the students that came in as uh, freshmen still have it within them. They're like, you know what? I'm a junior. I'm a junior. I'm a senior. I know I'm going to get FIT. So that's the class for them. And it's actually taught by uh, an alumni. Her and I graduated the same year, this friend of Rojas, and she teaches that class. So her kids, 90% of her kids get into Ivy Parsons or FIT or sometimes even um, Central St. Martin, which is a nice renowned school in London. And um, we're, we're aiming for Paris because there's another college out there in Paris. Uh, I don't remember the name, but yes, we're trying to make sure our kids are prepared for their dream school. So when you are talking about these uh, school programs, I was talking to you about fashion photography and you told me you were an actual fashion photography major. So I, I, I love that. Tell me about how you came to that. So the school also realizes that photography is an evolving craft and why not offer it as a major? So our school offers it as a major, even as an advanced class. So an advanced class means that they're earning college credit within the high school year and they can transfer it into a college. So within the art program, there is a sub, uh, you know, sub segment where kids not are, are not only learning about art, they're learning uh, photography. And we even have a dark room in the school building. So it's really true, genuine um, learning of uh, photography. So the students um, get to get that class at the senior year. And it's taught by, the, by an amazing um, instructor. He works with ICP, the Instrument and International Center of Photography. And he's worked um, as a photojournalist as well. Well, you know, I know also that you came dressed to our Manhattan Power Women event in a beautiful, fashionable black dress with beautiful fabric, beautiful design. Tell me about your dress. Well, that was actually just a thought that spiraled into something <laughs> that I had to, let's say, because I said I was going to do it, I had to finish it. So I just, it was just a whim. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I have everything I have in my closet, I've worn. So why not make something for this amazing event, which I was knocked off my feet when I found out that I, that I was going to be honored. So I said, you know what, let's make a dress. 
So when I told that to my publicist, Lucy Fierro, she's like, you know what? If that's what you're going to do, then we have to document that. We have to put that on social media. So I went from designing a small dress and basically have recorded the entire process from design to draping it on the floor, to selecting fabric, to putting the, the pattern on the fabric. So a lot of women of a certain age, because of course I'm going to be entering 50, <laughs> and I know there's many women within my age range that has probably made their own dress, can probably relate to this. So they'll probably see all the videos and be like, oh, I've done that, I've done that. So I had to lay out the, the, the pattern, cut it out, and then sew it together. So because this dress wasn't a simple dress, it had lace, and it was layered with all of the structure going on inside. It was a couture level dress, because I even had to sew a lot of it by hand. And you can follow that on our Instagram um, feed, Power One for All Instagram, and you can see all of the the process, the entire process. It was just something that at the end I was like, oh my God, I need to finish this. <laughs> all because I told the world I was going to do it, of course, I'm a person of my word, but it, it really came out beautiful. It came out, I'm very proud of myself. I still have the skills that, that I was taught at FIT. <laughs> it was beautiful. And I think we should have a, get a photo of that, please. I want a picture of you as your fashionista so we can post that as well on our website but I'm so pleased to see your great success coming from you know uh, could have been a very lonely life to having a rich life of, uh, and helping other students uh, as a former teacher myself I know how much an influence you can be as a teacher so tell us a little bit about your secret to success that you would pass on to others who would love to be as successful as you are well there there's it's twofold I think um when I was a, a a freshman in another high school before I came to this high school. I, I went to Long Island City High School and I had a teacher, I'll never forget him, his name was Mr. Cohn. And he basically told us as a class, you have to love what you do. You have to choose something that you will be doing for the rest of your life and you have to love it because if not, it will feel like a prison and you will have to get up every morning and you will have to do that job and you will have no joy. So make sure you pick something you love. So that was one. And two, I believe that to be successful, you need to love yourself. Because you know what? You may be locked up in a little prison where you're nine to five, but if you love yourself, you can make that enjoyable. It doesn't have to be a, a dredge, you know, somewhere like, I don't want to be there. But if you're joyful and you're happy and you love yourself and what you do and your, your life outside of your job, you, know, you can still be successful. So you have those two together, which is one, choosing something that you love to do and two, loving yourself, oh my goodness, you're the, you're the richest person in this world. No one can ever knock you down. No one can ever say anything because, again, you have your self-love and you have that passion of what it is that you do. You will wake up in the morning. You can't wait to get to work because you love what you do. So those are just two things that I feel like everyone, if they can hone in on that and really honestly say, I love me and I love what I do, they, will, they, just, they can't be unhappy. They just can't. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know, you hit on the magic formula and I always feel because I love what I do. I don't work a day in my life. I feel the same way. So I'm so proud to have been talking to Rosa Isabel Chavez, who is the founder of a beautiful 501c3 power of one for all. And you are the one Rosa. And it's my pleasure and honor to have gotten to know you and all of you listening in. Thank you until next time. This is Victoria Schnepp saying goodbye. Bye.